I will see you in Santa Clara in two weeks for the Super Bowl. With that, we will leave you with a good night and a go blue. If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What's said? Hand off his box, a box of chocolates. Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food every Thursday evening at 6.30. And there's a lot going on in town talking about food and culture and lots of things you can do in the next week that will be very exciting, and we want to tell you all about that. But first of all, we're going to play a song about food, which may be a first for this show. This is Ray Charles, and this is a little tune called uh, One Mint Julep, One Mint julep. I think I've had a few of those too many. Yes, one mint julep. Here we go.
Thank you, Ray Charles. One mint and julep. You could just feel those lyrics, couldn't you? We've played vocal versions before, but that's a very cool version by Ray Charles from 1961. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture. And WCBN is co-sponsoring a movie coming up this Tuesday at the U of M Museum of Art. And Kristen, the program director of WCBN, is in the studio right now. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Mike. Are you stoked about this? Yes, I am. I am stoked. I think I've even used that word. Yeah. This is an opportunity. I mean, if if you love music and you love rock and roll and you want to learn about something on another side of the world that perhaps you haven't learned about before, or if you are knowledgeable about music, either way, this is a film that looks pretty amazing. It looks amazing, and it's not just about film. It's also about history. The film is called Don't Think I've Forgotten, Cambodia's Lost Rock and Roll. And it tracks the twists and turns of Cambodian music into the 50s and 60s as it morphs into rock and roll and blossoms and is nearly destroyed along with the rest of the country in the mid-1970s. It's done by director John Parasi. He spent over a decade piecing together this documentary from rare footage and recordings and conducted interviews with the few surviving Cambodian rock musicians from the era before Pol Pot. And I might say that that description is straight from the website of the film. Yeah. Don't think I've forgotten Cambodia's lost rock and roll. It's Tuesday at 5.30. 5.30 p.m. at the Amma Helmut Stern Auditorium. And that's on the corner of State Street and South University. Mm-hmm. WCBN's been doing a number of films over the last few years, actually, about music. Um, we have been doing a free movie screening for a while. We stopped doing the free ones we were doing off campus several months ago. And this is a little bit of a different venture in that we've partnered with several other academic departments at the university, which we've never done before, for a film screening. So that's the thing that I'm really stoked about. Yeah. Is that we've partnered with the Department of, uh, well, the Center for Southeast Asian Studies, the Department of Screen Arts and Cultures, uh, the Center for World Performance Studies, and uh, the School of Music, Theater, and Dance. They've all pitched in to help put this on. And there is also a soundtrack available of Don't Think I've Forgotten, and we have that in the studio right now. And we're going to listen to a song from the soundtrack. This happens to be about food, or at least perhaps as a euphemism, I Suggestively. Believe. Suggestively. About food. This is by Sin Sisamuth. Is that the name? Uh, described here as the king of Cambodian popular music, considered to be the silkiest, smoothest Cambodian singer of all time. No one else comes close to matching his productivity as both a singer and a songwriter, or his popularity with the Cambodian people. He was smooth, and he had a lot of hits. You uh, spend, You went to Cambodia a number of times yourself. I you? have traveled there. I spent a lot more time in Vietnam, as some people know. Um, but I have traveled to Cambodia a few times, yeah. I've been mostly up to the uh, the ancient temples at Angkor Wat. Not so much time anywhere else. Well, let's talk, maybe we can talk a little bit about that in just a second. But first, let's hear uh, Sin Sisamuth and a tune called Old Pot Still Cooks Good Rice. Mm-hmm. As I've always said, no double entendres on this show. We check ahead of time so that there aren't any. So... Uh, We'll just see what happens. Here we go. Saucy. Saucy. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor.
That is absolutely wonderful. That is, Old Pot still cooks good rice. And my mistake, I want to apologize. I got the artist wrong. What is the name of that artist? That was Rosere Soti. And who I talked about was... Um, Sin Sisamut. And both of them actually were very famous in 1970s Cambodia. Uh, they, they did, obviously, they were... He was the male pop star. She was the female pop star. Both of them did a lot of duets together, and they were extremely popular. Wow, it's fascinating. And what that is is from a soundtrack to the movie Don't Think I've Forgotten. And we're going to show that along with other U of M departments. Don't think, don't, don't, think I forgot, don't think I've Forgotten Cambodia's Lost Rock and Roll. This coming Tuesday, the 26th, at the University of Michigan Museum of Art, Helmut Stern Auditorium. That's correct. At, At 5.30 p.m. And I was just saying to Mike off mic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, I, I, have, I have run into people who have said that they're planning on getting there early. So it's hard to know if it's really going to be crowded. I, I certainly hope it will be. It's Me a too. free screening. It's yes. not going to cost you any money. Um, so I do know that some people are planning to get there early. So I guess I would suggest getting there early. Not a bad idea. So it starts at 5.30, and I guess that means, you know, maybe get there a little bit earlier than 5.30. You probably heard some of these songs on the radio when you went to Cambodia? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Uh, mostly, you know, uh, in Southeast Asia, people are looking forward and not listening to oldies at all. Oh, there you go. So okay. what's popular is is new pop. And uh, I, I never really spoke to anybody in Cambodia about this music, but in Vietnam, uh, anytime I went to a music shop asking about old artists, they would laugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to buy that? That's old. That's <laughs> not current. Yeah, yeah. It's not current. I have this CD of a new artist singing all the old artists' songs. How about that? Mm. Yeah. So it's a, a entirely different way of looking at things. I think it's a, you know, the, the the way that pop music is, it's so, uh, I think ephemeral might be the right word. I think that is a good word for it. And I think, you know, if you appreciate music and you love rock and roll, I think seeing this film might give you an opportunity to appreciate, I guess, how lucky we are to be able to play whatever music we want, any way we want. Well, we guess we do most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there are some limits, but nonetheless, um, this film does talk about the heyday of Cambodian rock and roll in the 50s and 60s, and then... When it all came crashing down in 1975. Yeah. Uh, to sum up real briefly, I, I have talked to a few people that don't seem to know why uh, what happened to the Cambodian rock and roll scene in 1975, mm. or that almost every artist on that compilation CD there is dead, not only... We're presumed dead, but missing because of what happened in Cambodia between 1975 and 1978, uh, which was uh, a regime came to power which emptied the cities and forced everybody back onto collective farms where they either starved to death or died of disease or were murdered by the government. And in three and a half years, it's estimated as many as two, two million people died. It's just heartbreaking. I mean, and if you... If you didn't know about that, well, definitely educate yourself. Well, I think that the movie does 
I mean, I know the movie covers that. I haven't actually seen the movie. I've been waiting Mm -hmm. to see it on a big screen. Yeah. Even though, I I mean, I know that a lot of the footage is archival, so it's going to be bad quality. So seeing Uh it on a big screen isn't necessarily going to matter. But uh, when it came to the DIA last May, I missed it because I couldn't get there. And so I haven't actually watched it, but I know because it, I've talked to a few friends and I know that it starts off with, uh, it starts off with kind of a, it traces the progression, just as the description says, it traces the pro- progression of, of rock and roll in Cambodia up into the mid seventies and then does cover what happened afterwards pretty briefly, but you can't avoid that. They do talk to some of the survivors, musicians who <laughs> did survive. That's true. So there's a lot of interviews with with a handful of people that survived. I think a lot of them are either living here in the States now or they're in France. There was one musician who says, a singer who said that when they asked her what she did for a living, she said she sold bananas. Because you couldn't admit to being an artist or an intellectual of any kind. You had to masquerade for three or four years as, you know, a cab driver or or some other kind of farmer working class. If you got found out, you would be executed. Mm. This is a story that is definitely worth knowing about. There have been a number of films about it, and this is a different perspective on culture in Cambodia and the effect of the tragedy of the 1970s that is something we would definitely like to see you there. So I've been saying to people... uh, people that are excited to see this because of the music the music's really groovy i'm saying the music is really groovy but bring a hanky yes because you might not feel like having a dance party afterwards yes both sides of the issue in the movie it's called don't think i've forgotten cambodia's lost rock and roll wcbn and several u of m departments are co-sponsoring it it's the university of michigan museum of art this tuesday the 26th at 5 30 p.m and we're thinking it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to get there early just early. in case. And it'll be free. Free, free. yes. Free, and um, that's at the Helmut Stern Auditorium at the UMA. And can I mention those departments one more time? Please that do, all yes. The, this, so this is put on by the Center for Southeast Asian Studies with support from uh, the Sheldon Cohn Fund of the Department of Screen Arts and Cultures, School of Music, Theater, and Dance, the Center for World Performance Studies, and us, your favorite station in the world, WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Yes, indeed. And thank you to all of those folks who have uh, brought it to us, and we're happy to be a part of that. We'd like to thank uh, the Center for Southeast Asian Studies, especially for letting us be a part of it. Absolutely. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, also WCBN.org. Thank you, Kristen, for stopping by. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Sure. We're going to hear a song from the soundtrack. Actually, you could call it the title song, Don't Think I've Forgotten. And don't think I've forgotten to play the correct artist. It is Sin Sisamuth. And I think this is a romantic love song. So now that uh, we've kind of depressed you and brought you down a little bit, you can play a song that's that's cheerful about love. There you go. Don't Think I've Forgotten by Sin Sisamuth. This is from the soundtrack to Don't Think I've Forgotten, Cambodia's Lost Rock and Roll.
WCBN FM in Arbor. That's Sin Sisamuth. And don't think I've forgotten. It's eight minutes to seven. So at seven o'clock, it'll be Face the Music with Our Wolf. Songs, many, many great songs, primarily from the first half of the 20th century at seven. So do not miss that. So I was just hearing that the loosening of relations between the U.S. and Iran means that the U.S. will allow imports of Iranian carpets, saffron, caviar, and pistachios. And I've been looking into saffron a little bit. There's a little piece on NPR I heard about talking about the spice saffron being among the most expensive in the world. The biggest producers are Italy, Iran, and Spain. 
and the work involves growing the saffron crocus flowers and then picking and processing them. The flowers must be picked early in the morning, and on the same day, workers by hand extract the stigmas, which are the tiny strands that are dried and then used to add color, flavor, and a unique aroma to your meal. Many have claimed that that labor involved to produce saffron, which is a lot of work, is the reason for its high price. And from ScienceDaily.com this week says this, Saffron from Spain is one of the world's most superior varieties, but the majority that's labeled and exported as such originates from other countries. Scientists have confirmed this false labeling by using a new technique based on each type of saffron's unique chemical fingerprint. The scientists have proved that over 50% of the samples were fraudulent. The technique allows for three different types of satron, saffron to be defined. One, one type is certified with the protected designation of origin, or PDO, from Aragon or La Mancha. Man, from La Mancha? Sorry. Another type which is grown and packaged in Spain but does not have that PDO certificate. And there's a third category packaged as, quote, Spanish saffron, unquote, but is actually of unknown origin, although most likely packaged in Spain. A researcher says it is highly likely that lower-quality saffron is purchased in other countries like Morocco, Iran, and India at a much lower price than in Spain to be later packaged and sold as Spanish saffron. For saffron originating from La Mancha, they say this is interesting, the drying process involves laying out the fresh stigmas over sieves that are placed next to a heat source such as fire, hot coal, a stove, or a brazier. The dehydration of saffron happens quickly, takes about a half an hour, and is carried out at a temperature of 70 degrees Celsius or 158 degrees Fahrenheit, which accelerates the oxidation of the lipid. And so you have saffron. Something to look out for. Hopefully more beautiful and good saffron will be coming into the U.S. because of the easing of sanctions. We'll see how that goes. In the meantime, another event we'd like to talk about is the 5th Annual Ragtime Extravaganza this Saturday at 8 p.m. at the Michigan Theater. Lots and lots of music and tap dancing and burlesque and chorus routines, vaudeville comedy, magic, and circus acts, all at the Michigan Theater, the beautifully restored 1928 Michigan Theater. One of the groups performing has food in the name. Just needs to let you know that the Cakewalkin' Jazz Band, which is Toledo's oldest New Orleans-style jazz band, will also hear from James DePogny, ragtime and jazz pianist and band leader. He's back with new arrangements for the group, the River Raisin Ragtime Review and Dancers. Also, Reginald R. Robinson, he's a, a MacArthur Fellow from Chicago. He brings his ragtime piano performance and compositions to Ann Arbor for this year's extravaganza. Also a duo uh, from Italy performing on piano. Also Erin Morris and her rag dolls. An all-girl vintage dance troupe says here, unlimited pizzazz and vitality it promises. So that looks good. And the master of ceremonies for all of this at the Ragtime Extravaganza is Arwolf von Arwolf. Sounds familiar. There will also be an intuitive tarot reader. And former Miss Gigi of Gigi's Cabaret will be on hand to help introduce acts onto the stage. All this happening 
at the Michigan Theater with the River Raisin Ragtime Review and other performers, James DePogny and others, the fifth annual Ragtime Extravaganza this Saturday at 8 p.m. at the Michigan Theater. Let's go out with a song from these folks here, the River Raisin Ragtime Review, from their album titled Animal Fair, a bunch of songs zoologically, excuse me, that should be, I believe, zoologically inspired, ragtime and hot dance novelties. Let's listen to something, shall we? If you're hungry, perhaps you may be chasing the chickens to go get them. You think so? Well, let's find out what that's like and what it sounds like to chase chickens, shall we? This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, also WCBN.org. I've been Mike for a very long time. Thank you for letting me be that. Our wolf will help us to face the music in just a moment. Here is the River Raisin Ragtime Review. The River Raisin Ragtime Review. It's almost 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is R. Wolf, and it's time for Face the Music. Thanks, Mike. That's the perfect lead-in for this performance by the mighty Dink Johnson. Let's go. (laughs) ¶¶ 